Whoops! You stumbled into that leadership position. You had a big vision, big ideas, but it hasn't gone quite as you planned. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Accidental Leader Podcast with your accidental leader, Bo McDonald. Welcome in to episode number 18 of the Accidental Leader. I'm your host and fellow accidental leader, Bo McDonald. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. I want to acknowledge our sponsor, your marketing company, Strategic Marketing, Strategic Outsourced Marketing, Strategic Planning, Branding, and yes, websites now too. You can find out more about your marketing company online at yourmarketingco.com. That's yourmarketingco.com. So coming into episode number 18, we're going to flash back to episode number nine, kind of rehash what we talked about in it, but present some new information as I've been studying this topic. What is the topic? Change, fear of change. Why do we not want to change? What happens when we don't change? Three, two, one. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com, courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company and Uncommon. So if you go back to episode number nine, I'm going to rehash just a little bit. If, you, if you're just now joining us for episode number 18 or just for a refresher for those of you that have been with us from the very get-go. In episode number nine, I talked about one of my clients who was in this position of having to change or probably having to go away. There, there was no way around it. So th- this one client had been serving an organization for many, many years. If you're familiar with credit unions, some credit unions can serve the community, others serve in organization or a company. And this particular client that I was working with had been serving a company, a, an organization for about 50 years. And that's all they did. And they had a great relationship with the organization. But times have changed. A much larger credit union came in, wrote a check to this organization and wanted to partner with them. And of course, money talks, right? Unfortunately. So my client was left with a very difficult decision. Can we keep hanging on to the past and trying to serve this organization? Or do we have to experience major change? And the writing was on the wall. When this much larger credit union came in and started serving this organization, they were kind of left out in the cold. This organization wanted nothing to do with my client anymore because they didn't have the money to pay up. And of course, this, this other credit union did. So when it came to strategic planning, that year was very vital. It was the year that they were going to go all in on trying to get this organization back, try to relive the past and, and, and re-extinguish that flame. Or it was time to reinvent themselves and figure out what's next for us. Or the difficult decision to just go away completely, that, that they shouldn't survive anymore. There was no reason to survive. So the board chair had a very, very difficult job ahead of him for those two days of strategic planning. And he knew the writing was on the wall. He knew he had to somehow lead this group through accepting change if they were going to survive. So the board chair opened with this statement. No man ever steps into the same river twice. For it's not the same river, and he's not the same man. And his whole point of that was, times change. And the more we sit here and hold on to the past 
of, of what was, but could never be again, the faster they were going to fail. The board didn't want to hear it. They eventually warmed up to the idea. They eventually understood, we've got to change. If we're going to survive, we have to change. It was a difficult decision. Still to this day, there's some board members that are still digging their heels into what was and trying to relive the past, but they have changed and they're still surviving and they're doing well. And it's because the board chair understood that change had to happen. The change is, change will happen to you. And you can either accept it or you can deny it. By denying it, it's not going to change anything. By accepting it, it may, it may be difficult, but at least you have a path forward. You know, we try to recreate rivers all of the time in our life, but it, it's out of control. If you, if you use the river example, think about the rocks, the silt, the water, and then about us. I grew up in Binghamton, New York. One of our rivers there is the Susquehanna River. So I would challenge you to think about a river or a body of water near you, and you stepped into it. You waded out knee deep, and you went back to the shore. You dried off, got back in your car. The next year you came. You did the very same thing. You stepped out into that body of water knee deep. It's probably going to be different sand or different silt, definitely different water. You've tried to recreate this event, and you have, kind of. But so much has changed that while recreating it, nothing is the same. And I reflect back on some examples. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because uh, my organization has gone through so much change in the last 16 months when we decided that, that we, we had to do something different or we weren't going to survive. We wouldn't be celebrating another 15 years at your marketing company if, if we didn't change. And one of the things I challenged my team with, I might have mentioned this in episode number nine, is to think back what your life was like 15 years ago. So in August of 2021, I sat down with my leadership team and I challenged them to write down what your life looked like 15 years ago and then compare that to today. And boy, did we get the message when we started comparing notes of what our life looked like 15 years ago. The iPhone, Gen 1 had just come out. Facebook, barely a thing. Technology. It changed so much in our lives. Yet, we were the same people, but we weren't in the same place. And even though, as we reflected back 15 years ago, there were some good times in our lives, all of us on the leadership team. Of course, there were some sorrowful times, but some good times. We realized some of those good times are in the past. There's no way to recreate that. It, it had to be a memory. And with a new football season upon us, I'm not sure how this podcast is going to age in me sharing this story. But I'm going to relate this to football. Y'all know, if you know me personally, I'm a huge fan of the New Orleans Saints. Huge fan of our former coach, Sean Payton, who's now at the Denver Broncos. And I feel like Sean Payton is holding on to the past. He's in this new organization now. After leaving an organization that he had so much success with, he had Drew Brees as quarterback. He had a Super Bowl win under his belt. So he goes to the Broncos, a fledgling organization, a fledgling football team. And I feel like he's trying to step into the same river twice. You think about some of the decisions he's made. The players that he's recruited, some of the coaches that he's recruited have all been a part of his past. And sure, sometimes you do that, but there's been so much of that. But it hasn't really worked yet. So far. Why is that? It's because, well, 
he's inviting the same people in so much is changed it is not the same team it's not some of the same players it's not the same ownership yet he's trying to step back into the same river and recreate the success he's had i almost think he's living in the past he's thinking i want a super bowl i can do this again let's make this e- easy let's go get a couple of these players let's put them with these other players and surely this is going to work Let's go grab this coach that I worked with here and this coach that I worked with here and let's put them together with these other coaches. And I must consider the players and coaches that Sean Payton has put together are kind of the feet. Everything else is the silt and the water and it's just not the same. There's a different outcome. As I started reflecting on that, I I thought about other times in my life where I've seen this happen, where you try to recreate something. Because how often I do this in my life? I think I've talked about this in past episodes. I loved my days in radio. Absolutely loved it. You've heard me talk about the two Johns working for the good John, John Davison. It was so much fun. So many stories I could share about my time in radio. And I'm sure reflect back on something like that in your life, whether it was a job or a relationship. Times were good. It was fun. And you would give anything to go back to that, but you can't because you can't step into the same river twice. Sticking with that theme of radio, I think back to the morning show that worked at the the very first radio station I was at. It was the Breakfast Flakes, Jerry and Dave. They'd been let go from the station I was at for various reasons. So our competitor picked them up. Now, our radio station was WHWK. It was, a, it was a country radio station, but they mixed some of the old with the new. Our competitor was completely new country music. They were called New Country. And they hired the Breakfast Flakes. The problem was you can't step into the same river twice. In hiring the Breakfast Flakes were two older guys are now on this radio station playing new country. People were not listening to our radio station because they wanted new country. Now, keep in mind, they were way behind in the ratings, way behind. But their shtick was new country. This other station is playing a mix, so people who don't want the old stuff can come over here. Well, now you have a situation where you've got a radio station targeted at a younger demographic picking up a morning show, two guys in their 50s and 60s. They were trying to recreate that success they had on this other station. And while the feet were the same when they walked in the water, Things were very different. The water was different. The sand was different. The silt was different. Reflect back on that in your life. Think about the time that you've tried to recreate success because you just couldn't deal with change. You were fearful of change, so you you tried to recreate this thing. And it just didn't work. It just didn't work. You went back to a relationship because it was comfortable. And it didn't work out the second or third time. You went to a new job. Expecting to get rid of the things you didn't like, but to keep the things you did like. But your feet stepped into the water on different sand and different water. And this new organization was completely different and you couldn't recreate those things you loved. And you were frustrated. And you start thinking, maybe the grass isn't greener. Maybe I should have stayed over that other organization. Maybe those things that I thought were bad weren't so bad. But you went to, uh, with a mindset of trying to recreate 
this thing. With that board chair talking about changes that needed to be made with a group of people that couldn't let go of the past, they kept trying to recreate what the organization was 10 to 30 years ago. They couldn't see what success might look like if they stepped out into something new and different and looked for a new opportunity. I think of times that I've done this. I've asked you to think about this. Think about the skating rink. It was one of my very first jobs, even before I started on the radio. I was a DJ at a skating rink. And boy, what I wouldn't give to go back there. When that skating rink came up for sale years later, thankfully, I didn't have the money because I would have bought myself a headache and a problem. But I thought, I'm going to buy this thing and recreate this time in my life that I absolutely loved. If I had the money, I probably would have done it. And it would have been a huge mistake because I wouldn't have been able to recreate it. It would have been a different staff. It would have been different kids in there. It had been 10, 15 years since I'd been back there. All of a sudden, no one was interested in it. So a volunteer fire station bought the building. Turn the skating rink into a fire station. And sometimes I go back on Facebook. And I look at the pictures that the fire stations posted and what it looks like. And it totally makes me sad that this thing that I loved isn't there anymore. And I can go to another skating rink. But the floor is different. The music is different. The people are different. It's just not the same. I can put my feet into that body of water. I can put my foot into that skate. And try to recreate this thing, but it just doesn't happen. I remember leaving my first radio job to go to another radio station across town. Absolutely loving what I did. I go from having so much fun, taking phone calls, doing contests, doing my own thing with a great program director who supported me, guided me, and led me to this other station that I thought, I could take what I'm doing over here and really win over at this radio station, and I get there. And I'm told, no phone calls on the air. This fun that you're having, stop it, just play the music. And it was miserable. I was trying to recreate this thing. And I realized I was the same person. But I stepped into this new body of water. And everything was so different. There was no way to recreate what I had previously. You can move on from one job to another, trying to recreate that magic. Going back to a relationship, moving to a new one with expectations of what had been, will be. And you're totally disappointed by that. So I'm kind of rehashing episode number nine, sharing some new stories, some new thoughts. I happen to pick up this book and I highly recommend it. It's called Master of Change by Brad Stolberg. And, and I'm only two chapters into it. And I've started tabbing every page. I've started highlighting stuff on every page. And as, as I was thinking about this time in my life right now, how perfect this book was and how much it related back to episode number nine and kind of took those next steps into helping me understand why do we do this? Stolberg writes in, in his opening about disorder events, what he calls disorder events. And he wrote this not too long ago. So he talks about the pandemic and how that might be the most recent large-scale disorder event in our lifetime and and perhaps one of the the largest we'll ever see. Disorder events could be war, technologies like the internet being invented more recently, what we're dealing with right now, AI, social and political unrest, economic recession. Personally, some of the things that I shared, starting a job, leaving a job, getting married, getting divorced, having kids, losing a loved one, becoming ill, moving to a new town. These disorder events throw our lives into upheaval. We are forced to experience change. 
Yet so many of us hold on to the past and it keeps us from moving forward. For all of this change, we seek, we, we seek stability. But the reality is that change is constant. Even if we fear it, even, even if we try to avoid it, change is going to happen. And change can hurt, but it comes with all sorts of benefits too if you'll embrace it. Stolberg writes about the thought of rugged flexibility, the mindset of being able to accept change and instead of hide from it, embrace it. Stolberg shares some research back in 1865. A French physician named Claude Bernard had this, this breakthrough insight. And fast forward from that 1865 to 1926, and that insight that Bernard found was refound and refined by Walter Cannon, an American scientist. Something today we know is homeostasis. It comes from the Greek word homeos, which is similar or same, and stasis, which means standing. Modern definition of that, the tendency of living systems to resist change in order to maintain stable, relative, constant internal environments. How often do you as a leader seek comfort and try to resist change? And how does that work out for you? Homeostasis is like this, a system that has stability at X. X is an event that occurs, causes disorder, moves the system to chaos and uncertainty, and at Y. And then the system does everything possible to get back to stability at X. I think about this in the work that I do with, with credit unions and strategic planning, and I see so many leaders resisting change. They look at something and they immediately come up with an excuse of why they can't accept it. Recently at a conference for small credit unions, a speaker was going to be talking about FedNow, which is a, a, a new technology available to credit unions. And before the speaker could even really get through her opening slide, a credit union CEO raised his hand and said, I will never do that at my credit union. It's unsafe. It's unsafe. And it produces fraud. Very resistant to change. Before he could even learn about it, he knew that this was something new. And he had some facts about it that he was able to make his own judgment on, but he made that judgment without all of the facts. This is a new thing. It is uncomfortable for me, and I will not embrace this. And when I looked up the numbers of that particular credit union to see, how are they doing? They were not green and growing. They were ripe and rotting. Negative loan growth, negative membership growth. They had not made money in years. This CEO's resistance to change was killing his organization. I looked at their website and I knew this credit union, this organization was not going to be around for much longer because this leader could not embrace change. And think about the ripple effects of that. Now you have one person at the helm of an organization that's killing this credit union. How is that going to impact the staff? How is that going to impact the members? How is that going to impact his community? So if you think about this as the system, something happens, an event occurs. Think about COVID being one of the most recent disorder events we've experienced as a population. COVID occurs, it causes disorder, it causes us to have to rapidly change our mindset and change. Throws us into chaos and uncertainty, we're having to do these different things, we have to, we have no choice. Yet, at the first sign of normalcy, instead of thinking about, are these changes good? Should we continue doing these things? Should we build upon these changes? Resistant leaders go back and say, how fast can we get back to what was? 
How fast can we get out of these changes and this discomfort and go back to what was? And a good leader has to ask, is it even possible to go back to what was? How often do you experience change in your life and you decide, I quickly need to get back to what was? Instead of looking at what change happened, and is it a positive thing? And can I build on this change? Could something be better on the other side of this change? We're quick to look for normalcy. Go back to what was, instead of perhaps even prospering from what could be. Although the river appears to be the same as it did the last time we stepped in it, in reality, it's very different. Leaving aside any potential movement of the riverbed, the rocks, the branches, the fish, other elements, the water itself, it's always going to be different from one moment to the next. It may come from the same source, have the same taste, appearance, and temperature, but it's not the same water as the last time we touched it. That river is never going to be the same because the water is continuously moving, even if we perceive it to be, even if we stand there and don't get out of it. Five seconds later, it's different, and there's nothing you can do about it. Individuals, communities, countries, planets, universes can all be described in the same way. Even though change is slow, so slow, perhaps we can't see it with our naked eyes. It's always present. It's always there. And you have a choice. I've had to realize this. You've got a choice when it comes to change. You can accept it. You can ask the right questions. You can make educated changes to pursue a better outcome. Because change is going to happen. Or you can stay there resistant to it, not changing a damn thing. Most of the time, that's not going to work out for you. And what happens with that? Part of the research that, that I've been doing on this, this thing of change shows just how impactful it is to your health, to your mental health, your physical health. For trying to resist change, how much frustration it brings you, how much stress it brings on to seek stability, to avoid the fear and discomfort of change. I would urge you to go back to episode number nine. Check that out. Gain some more perspective on change. Think about your life. What is changing right now? What's changing around you? Could be something that we're all experiencing. Still the, the impacts of COVID and the changes on our life, on our business, on our organization. Could be some of the social unrest, political unrest happening right now. Could be a job change, something personal. You're seeking that comfort. And perhaps the thoughts in this episode and going back to episode number nine could cause you to understand that perhaps something better is waiting for you if you'll accept change. I want to thank you for tuning in to episode number 18 again and thank our sponsor, your marketing company, for allowing us to do this and make this possible. We're going to be back with episode number 20. I've got some more guests lined up. For the next couple of episodes, I won't be flying solo for these next few, and I look forward to sharing those episodes with you. This is The Accidental Leader. You can join us online at theaccidentalleader.com and sign up to receive updates of when new episodes post and other resources for accidental leaders like me and you. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company and Uncommon.